All right, and it's time for the main course. The main course, it is, uh, is freshly served, and it is the NFL Week 14. Uh, is all the uh, is all the juicy? I want to stop this right now. It's gonna be fun. It's fun talk. Uh, a lot of good. The traditional, action. the traditional French accent with uh, NFL news. Yeah, there you go. Ah, yes, we have uh, Derek Henry. The NFL. Yes, Derek Henry. Derek. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, we, we got a lot of results here and, you know, we, we are going to go through them at a, at a, we decided to go through them at a, at a, at a Chris, uh, Chris Berman speed. Breakneck speed. Yeah. Breakneck speed. Uh, so we're going to, let's hit a little music right here and, uh, we're just going to go through it. Uh, yeah, but I, I will start us off where I don't want to talk about very long and therefore it's going to be the least I talk about. Patriots played the Rams this Thursday. You guys heard me talk about it while it was happening. Well, you guys can hear me talk about it after it happened. Humiliating 24-3 loss on Thursday Night Football. Puts playoffs basically out of reach for the Patriots, who still have to play the Bills and the Dolphins. Both teams should beat them. Uh, Yeah, sad because we had a chance um, maybe to make a little bit of a run, but the Rams showed that they are a strong team. And I told you, Matt, I told you Cam Akers might get the lead here, and he did. 29 carries, and he used it to fruition. 171 yards on the ground. Uh, you know, the question remains, you know, their committee, their running back committee is working well, but Cam Akers, did he maybe earn himself a starting job uh, against the Patriots? It, it, it remains to be seen. Uh, on the other side, though, Cam Newton benched. You know, and this was kind of the thing, you know, they didn't really know what the Patriots were going to do with Cam Newton. You know, if they make a little run to the playoffs here, is he maybe another quarterback for another year? But I think with this loss and with him being benched in the game too, I, I think, you know, it's clear that him and Jared Stenham will be looking for other jobs next season. Uh, and and we'll see where the, who the Patriots QB is coming up. But the Rams are 9-4. and four. They stay in the NFC West lead. An impressive victory for them on the road to the playoffs. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think Cam Akers is, is, would probably be, you know, considered the bell cow. But, I, I mean, when you got Daryl Henderson, when you got Malcolm Brown, it seems it seems silly to just roll with Cam Akers because of how dynamic all three of those guys are and, and how much the running game means for uh, for L.A. And, and they're the kind of team where, like, teams will start keying in on Cam Akers, so that's when Daryl Henderson comes in, and, and that's part of McVay's genius. I'll start with my favorite team. The Packers going up against the Lions. Packers did get the W, 31-24. to I said how tough this divisional game always is for the Pack. Uh, just something about the Lions, but Packers played strong, and I believe now the MVP is Rodgers to lose. He's the only quarterback in the top five of passing yards, yards per attempt, completion percentage, passing touchdowns, and passer rating, and he leads the league in the last two with 39 touchdowns and a 119.7 passer rating. For reference there, Mahomes is second in the rating at 112.3, which really is not close. So Packers and Aaron Rodgers rolling in the right direction, and I think a third MVP is coming number 12's way. Right, I agree. I mean, I think with Mahomes underperforming and and Rodgers getting a tough-fought victory, I think it definitely swung in his favor, Uh, as as good as Mahomes is. You know, I think think it's his to lose for sure. Uh, and Mahomes, you know, three interceptions in one game. That's not what you can, you know, that's not what an MVP does. You know, I, 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 especially when Rodgers has been so immaculate, you can't really, you know, doesn't matter how good Mahomes has been. It was kind of the the question between those two is like, who, who is going to have like the bad game or have the, like the performance that just wasn't quite normal them. And, and I think Mahomes 
gave it uh, this weekend for for Aaron to, to take the lead. There you go, and we love to see it. Uh, he's he's we've been giving him love all season. He continues to to repay Matt and and the Green Bay fans in full. Uh, we'll go to the Cowboys versus the Bengals. This was a a battle of the sadness, I call it. Uh, you know, as the at both both teams had a little bit had had so much injury. You know, especially the Bengals losing their top you know pick who was doing so well, uh, uh, having a record rookie season. Cowboys losing their top quarterback and every other player, it seems. Uh, you know, two injury-prone teams. Uh, in this one, Andy Dalton returns with the Cowboys to Cincinnati and beats the Bengals. Not much to talk about here. Three Zerline field goals. Uh, there was a 78-yard fumble return by Alden Smith, which was nice to see uh, him returning to the football field and making... You know, after a hard a hard career for him, I think it's it's good to see him making plays on the field rather than off the field. Uh, but yeah, Cowboys get the win. Good to see them getting a win, and uh, Andy Dalton victorious in his return to Cincinnati. Yeah, it's nice to see that for for Andy Dalton uh, to get that win. And Cowboys wise, you know, long term, Zeke Elliott's got to start playing better. He he has not looked the uh, the normal Zeke that we've seen. But uh, nice win for Andy Dalton in his return. I'll, uh, I'll make my way over to the Broncos against the Panthers. Denver was able to get the win in Carolina, 32-27. to Probably the best performance by the Broncos, and specifically Drew Locke all year. We all wondered if Denver and Locke could make the jump this year, and, and that hasn't quite happened. But certainly, you know, many things have not fallen in their favor, starting with you know Von Miller's injury before the season even. Locke went 21-27 for 27 with four touchdowns. And, and I think both these teams have, have a way – like, if they finish the season strong, they've got – They've got a lot of things to feel positive about coming into next year. Uh, the Panthers have, have done more than people expected them to without their best player. Uh, and then I think Locke showed showed this weekend what he has and, and maybe, you know, Font and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, you know, these younger guys can, KJ Hamlin uh, or Hamler, um, can uh, keep on getting better. And, and I think the future is, is decently bright in Denver and Carolina. Right, I think they both have a lot of pieces to build on. Uh, you know, Jeremy Chin uh, for the for the Panthers, another great player, another great young player, good pick for them. Uh, and I and I think that yeah, it, both both teams to look for in the future, but just not there quite yet. Uh, but good performance nonetheless. Uh, we'll go to Mahomes. We talked about him a little earlier. Uh, Chiefs versus Dolphins, a good game really because the Dolphins look formidable. The Chiefs, obviously, the best team in the AFC, and it was a shootout between. Tua and Mahomes. Mahomes throwing three picks against a pretty good Dolphins D, uh, but Kansas City actually turned the ball over four different times, and they were 10 points behind, but they overcame that deficit, beat Miami 33-27, to and with that win, clinched the AFC West title. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, Miami looked good, right? Tua had 316 yards and two, two touchdowns. Uh, Mike Kosicki, really good young tight end, uh, two touchdowns for Miami. Uh, he, he's been looking good all season. He's a tight end to look for the future. Kind of reminds me of Travis Kelsey uh, with the kind of frame that he has and the kind of me- kind of the, kind of the personality he has as well. Uh, so that's definitely a guy to look for in the future. Uh, but at the end of the day, just Kansas City has too many weapons. You know, Tyree Kill, two touchdowns, one running and one catching. Uh, Mikael Hardman had a 67-yard punt return, and Travis Kelsey, just the best tight end in the league by far. Eight receptions, 136 yards, one touchdown. You know, he's, he's over. He might lead the league in receiving as a tight end at the, when it's all said and done. So Kansas City jumped to 12 and one. They overtake the Steelers for the AFC lead. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and the Dolphins are eight and five. They're two games behind the Bills in the AFC East. 
uh, and they sit in last wildcard spot tied on record with the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, those Dolphins cornerbacks between Byron Jones and, and Xavier Howard are, are two of the best in, in the NFL and, and something truly to hang your hat on. But it, this is why the Chiefs are terrifying. Like, they lose the turnover battle 4-1, to one, and they're still able to come back and win this game. Like, this, this team can have everything go wrong and, and, and not play terrifically well at times, and they'll still win because that's just what Mahomes and, and these weapons do. So not a great game by the Chiefs, but they won, and that's, in the end of the day, all that matters. Uh, I'll go to the Titans against the Jaguars. It was a 31-10 to 10 win for the Titans. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Now, King Henry had another dominant performance, 215 yards and two touchdowns. Looks like he will be winning the rushing title again. Uh, and the Titans were just able to control the pace of the game behind that rushing attack. Tannehill had, had a fine game, 19 for 24, 212 yards and two touchdowns. But this is how the Titans want to win games. And, and this is how they're going to need to win games if they want to make any noise in the playoffs. They, they need to control the tempo with the run and let Tannehill make plays when necessary. Like th- this team's not going to go far if they're going to try and do, get into a quarterback duel. Not, not that Tannehill isn't great, but that's just not what this team is. Um, so this is the formula for them to, to be successful in the playoffs. It was the what it was the formula they used they used last year to be successful in the playoffs. Uh, but if they try to get too explosive, if they try to get into a shootout, that's when this team gets in, in, in trouble. But a solid win this week against the Jags. Right. I mean, we've seen other teams underperform against the Jags, so it was an important game for them to really get going. And uh, Derrick Henry, my goodness, what a monster! Just every every game is is another chapter in his story. So uh, really fun to watch him become. A formidable rusher as we go on uh let's go to texans versus bears you know people thought this is you know deshaun watson gonna gonna kind of put the nail in the coffin of the Bears season that was so but it was not that way bears grabbed a, a dominant 36 to 7 win you know granted deshaun watson lost will fuller two weeks ago brandon cooks out this week a little bit of like who is he gonna throw to so I, I, I give him that. But still, Trubisky outdueled him with three touchdowns. Allen Robinson, 123 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the good right receiver playing well. And the Bears' defense looked pretty resurgent, keeping Deshaun to just the one score. Uh, Bears are 6-7 and seven now. They snap a six-game losing streak. Uh, and, and, you know, they're one game off a playoff spot. <laughs> Will they get there? They play the Vikings and the Jags in the last three games. Granted, they play the Packers. But at that, by that point, they will know if they're in or not. So it's like Vikings and Jags. I, I, I think that I think that if they win out, I think they grab it, you know, because they're kind of in that direct duel with the Vikings for that spot. Um, and uh, it's definitely possible. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to have to beat the Vikings this week because the Packers, I mean, I have some Bears friends who uh, I've talked to and, and they're hopeful that the Bears could get the win against the Packers, but I think the Packers are going to still be in a battle for that number one seed. So I don't see the Packers giving the Bears anything there. Uh, and, and Aaron Rodgers usually doesn't lose to Chicago. So huge game this weekend against the Vikings for the Bears, against the Vikings for the Bears. Uh, but yeah, this was a nice win. I mean, I I predicted Deshaun Watson to, to handle this team and, and it was it was a strong performance by Chicago and, and by Mitch Trubisky, which is, you know, good for him. We give, we give Trubisky a lot of crap, but like, it, it's not like anybody wants Mitch Trubisky to be horrible because, like, and be like, really has a lot of joy in being like, ah, oh, Deshaun Watson and Mahomes are a lot better than you. You suck. Like, I hope the dude does well. It's and uh, it was it was a good weekend for him. 
Uh, I'll move over to the Colts and the Raiders. It was 44-27 win for the Colts. Not the greatest performance by the ND defense. Derek Carr, of course, has one bad game, then has a decent game against someone else. Threw for 316 yards against them and only made the Colts only made the Raiders punt once. But good defenses make plays, and they were able to cause three turnovers. And behind a breakout game from Jonathan Taylor, 150 yards and two touchdowns, Colts were able to pull away in the fourth. And now they seem pretty certain for a playoff spot. And similar to the Titans of last year, I could see Indianapolis making a playoff run. Uh, I'm, I don't know if they're going to make the Super Bowl. I, I have a tough time picking anybody over the Chiefs in the AFC. But I think I think Indy, if they play their game, they, they could beat a lot of teams that are in the playoffs this year. Right. They're that team, man. They are... They are just that team with the great defense and the and the offense that can move the ball. You know, they kind of remind me of the Patriots a little bit. And obviously, the quarterback isn't there, but the defense is there, and like the the move the chains mentality is there as well. Uh, and those teams become hard to beat. And uh, yeah, let's move to the NFC. We had the Cardinals playing the Giants, which looked as if it might be an exciting game, uh, just because the Giants kind of were resurgent. They're getting Daniel Jones back. Cardinals, uh, you know, back and forth in, in the season. Uh, are they a good team? Aren't they a good team? Uh, but the Cardinals went pretty easy here, 26-7. to uh, Kind of a, a return to earth for the New York Giants. The real the real story of this one was the defense of the Cardinals, led by Hassan Reddick with a franchise record five sacks and three forced fumbles for the Cardinals defense. Really Gave a rude welcome to Daniel Jones coming back. He did not hit. He did not let him have a good one in this one for sure. The Giants, as a total offense, had 159 yards. At, that's it. 159 yards. And uh, yeah, I mean the Cardinals just just did what they. I mean Kyler played okay. He did what he needed to do. Uh, but they, at the end, the defense got the job done for them, and and they hope that that can kind of be something that they can hang their hat on in some other games as well, uh, not just this Giants game. But Cardinals are seven and six. Giants are five and eight. Cardinals are in the last NFC playoff spot ahead of the Vikings and Bears. So it's going to be kind of a carousel between those three to see who can kind of get that last spot. Meanwhile, the Giants lose the NFC East lead. You know, they're one game behind Washington. And without that, you know, NFC East win, that's it. You know, they're, they're two whole games behind the last wild card spot with a lot of other teams to compete with. So they need to win the NFC East to get in the playoffs. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they can do in the last three games of the season. Yeah, for sure. It was, I mean, Arizona needed that that bounce back win if they want to have any chance of, of making the playoffs. They started hot and have certainly regressed. Uh, I will go over to the most boring game of the weekend, the Seahawks against the Jets. Seahawks won 40-3. I mean, what do you want me to say about this game? The Jets suck. Seattle sucked last week at home against the Giants. You knew they were going to come back with a little bit of a vengeance. My one takeaway for Seattle is, is just how much better that offense looks when they have a legitimate run game. And being able to have Chris Carson back there and Carlos Hyde help them move down the field to, to you know actually have a, an offense that isn't just Russell Wilson running around making plays made, made a big difference. Like Russell Wilson threw for four touchdowns, but he only threw for 206 yards. And, and I think that when the Seattle offense has more balance to it, they look far more formidable. Uh, and, and for a team that gives up a lot of big passing plays, I, I think they want to be able to also have a, a running game for that because they want to be able to have sustainable offensive drives. But, uh, you know, how much are you going to take away from a, a win over the Jets? Right, exactly. And for the Jets, just another dismal week. Uh, one more week closer to the end, and they watch Jamal Adams on their field become the 
you know, franchise record sack holder for a safety. It's just another another salt in the wound uh, for New York fans. And uh, what else is there to say about being a Jets fan other than that? Uh, we'll go to the Falcons versus the Chargers game. Uh, kind of another battle of the of the bads in this one. But the Falcons had a legitimate chance of of maybe doing something. You know, they weren't out just yet. And, and, and with the NFC kind of being in flux, we thought, you know, maybe if they went out, see but uh they they lose an upsetting game you know chargers eliminate the falcons from playoff contention with a 2017 upset you know justin herbert out dueling uh matt ryan really he had two touchdowns and one interception compared to ryan's one touchdown and three interceptions calvin ridley was on fire again for the falcons eight receptions 124 yards and a touchdown but really the difference was Eckler. he had 79 rush yards nine receptions for 67 receiving yards uh, just was all over the place and a good help for Herbert. Uh, Michael Badgley hit a 43-yard field goal to win the game as time expired. And like I said, both teams are kind of eliminated, um, but they're going in different directions. You know, just Herbert is the future, and Ryan might be out of Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just been Atlanta all year, right? Like, you're like they shouldn't lose to the Chargers, but they, of course they do. Uh, and it, it's a shame to see because they really, I mean, it's not like Matt Ryan is really washed and he still has good good weapons but that's just the 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 nature of the beast right now down in atlanta uh i'll go to to probably the surprise of the weekend a a game that certainly helped the packers was the eagles and the saints the eagles getting the upset win 24 to 21 crazy well done to jalen well done to jalen hurts and and the philadelphia eagles i I think i think we all expected the absence of breeze to eventually hurt the saints in some way we saw especially this weekend the, the limitations that Taysom hill does have as a quarterback uh, and and Philly wise, like Hertz has has passing game has still a ways to go, but he's shown enough to me now that because I've never been a guy that thought he could be an NFL quarterback, and he's shown enough to me now that I think the tools are there for him to be an NFL quarterback. But but right now I think it was the right move because this Philly line is struggling, and, and that might be the understatement of the world. But Hertz's ability to lengthen plays with his legs or just even take off made a, made for a huge factor for the Philly offense. Like he only threw for uh, 167 yards, but he was able to run and he was able to do the read option with Miles Sanders, which got Hertz 106 yards on the ground. Miles Sanders finished with 115 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And so that just sort of new element to an offense that is is struggling to to run a traditional offense made a, a major huge factor. And, and it, it's a surprise still that like this is the game that, that New Orleans finally had to, you know, pay the piper for, for losing their their starting quarterback but it was a nice game plan by philly and, and i think you know new orleans can hang their hat on on defense for as long as they'd like but eventually you're you're gonna want to get drew Brees back and it'll be interesting to see who lines up under center for them uh against the chiefs this week a lot of talk about possibly Jameis winston just because he does add a little bit more of an element of a, of a deep passing game to their offense so it'll be interesting to see but a nice win for philly and, and thank you philly because now the packers are the number one seed there you go. Let some love to Philly out here from a Packers fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, this game had a lot of ramifications. I mean, what? Do you, I, I just don't know what you do with Carson Wentz. I mean, I didn't know what you do with Carson Wentz before this, but like, oh, I, I, I do not want to be Doug Peterson right now. That's all. I do not want to be Doug Peterson right now. I don't want to be any of them, but I, I, I don't really know what to do after this result. I seems like a just an impossible situation. We'll see what how how it unfolds. And yeah, if I'm the Saints, you know, you're going to get 
regardless of whether you want to or not, you're going to get in a quarterback duel with Patrick Mahomes. And and Jason Hill is a serviceable QB when you're controlling the game, but you're not going to control the game against Patrick Mahomes. So you need a player that can at least try to sling with Mahomes. You know, he doesn't need to beat him all the time, but he does need to be able to compete. And, and I don't think Taysom gives that to you. And it's another year, Matthew, where there's a lot of good things for the Saints. Another good defense. You know, more good players. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to whether Breeze can perform or not. You know, and and it's just, yeah, it, it, we'll see what happens. I just think that there's a lot to be <laughs> And the Saints have a lot to worry about. But uh, I'll go to the Vikings versus Bucks game. Uh, you know, this one was you know, Vikings have a playoff uh, chance, but they it's been hurt again as the Bucks handled them pretty easily, twenty six to fourteen. Tom Brady looked good through two touchdowns. Ronald Jones with eighty yards and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook had another great game, one hundred two yards and a score on the ground. Uh, it was really Kirk Cousin who kind of beat up the Vikings a little bit, fumbled twice, losing one of them. Vikings are six to seven, fighting with the Bears and the Cards for the last spot. Bucks. You know, we, they had some struggles in the beginning, but they're still 8-5. and five. They're only one game off the five seed in the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Vikings got to get rid of Dan Bailey. I think he left like nine points uh-huh. on, on, the, on the board. Like, he absolutely screwed them in that game. And they like, it, once he missed that, it, the Bucks were able – because, like, the Bucks weren't all that impressive in that game. Like, a 12-point win against a Vikings team that played like that? I don't know. But uh, that's what kickers will do to you. Uh, I will move to the new leader of the NFC East, the Washington football team, beating San Francisco 23-15. to Now, that is the type of game, Yannick, that gets you Defensive Rookie of the Year. I, I think Chase Young has wrapped up the award. Yeah. An unbelievable performance for him against San Francisco. And it was just like a tough, solid win that Ron Rivera knows how to deliver. Like Alex Smith struggled before he was injured. Dwayne Haskins came in and, and wasn't all that impressive. Both of them threw for just a... Uh, Haskins had 51 yards. Alex Smith threw for 57. Like the, the offense wasn't all that impressive, but it was a really impressive defensive performance. And Washington may just be a quarterback away from from being a, a, one of the top teams in the NFC because with that defense and the young weapons that they have, the, 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 they're a strong team. Right. Agreed. I mean, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Chase Young, and a great defensive line. You know, they do remind you of the 49ers team from like a year ago with all those picks, you know, coming to fruition. So uh, good win. I like for that comparison. Thank you. Good win. Good win. Good win. Uh, and now let's talk about kind of the games of the week. Uh, we'll start with the team that is no longer the AFC leaders. It is the Steelers versus the Bills. And we talked about it. The Steelers had a lot of issues going into this one and the Bills made them pay. They beat the Steelers pretty easily. 26 to 15. Steelers with a lot of drops again. A lot of drops again. And a lot of mistakes. Roethlisberger throwing two interceptions, one of which went back for a pick six. And they have no run game. Ten carries for 18 yards for James Conner on the game, which made me lose my fantasy game, so I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, And Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, the connection is there. Allen had two touchdowns. Diggs had ten receptions and 130 yards with the score. Bills look like the real deal. Steelers look like they don't know how to play together. You know, Pittsburgh 11 and 2, Bills are 10 and 3. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills overtake Pittsburgh by the end of the year. I dude, I agree. I think there's I think there's a real good chance that that Buffalo gets that number 2 seed and and uh, you know, they just keep on proving that they're legit. I think this game showed that they're the biggest threats to the Chiefs uh, in the AFC. 
And you know what the Steelers aren't doing, but like you mentioned the drops, like the first, I'm pretty sure the first two offensive plays for the Steelers, they had drops. And now it seems like one of those things where it's, it's in their head. Like they know so much that it's an issue that it's affecting their performance even more so. Uh, so I, you know, like the holes were there that like plagued the Steelers when they were 11 and 0 and they're, they're gaping now. And uh, I think they're pretty lucky that, we're talking about the next game now, but, but I think they're pretty lucky Baltimore won because they got a matchup with Cleveland later on that if Cleveland was only a game behind them, I think there'd be a good chance the Browns would be pushing them for that divisional crown. But, uh, I, you know, I'm not all is horrible in the Steelers camp. Like, there's there's still a good team there, but they're, they're not... They're not heading in the right direction at, at this point in the season. This isn't this isn't when you want to be playing uh, ball like they're playing. And uh, also, just you know, tip your hat to, to Baltimore or Buffalo. Pardon me. They just keep on rolling. Right. Exactly. You don't want to get as funny as it sounds. You really don't want to get cold in December. That's just uh, how that goes. All right. And now. And for the I final- like actually. I like that one. That was, that was good. Yes, thank you. Uh, I think that's going to be the title of the episode. Ding! Um, Yes, thank you. Uh, But finally, we go to the best Monday night game in my recent memory. Ravens versus Browns. A 47-42 thriller. I mean, but like, you know, there's a lot to be said about both teams. Browns, much better in this matchup than the first game. Nick Chubb... uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt leading the way. Chubb on the ground with two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt in the air, six receptions and 77 yards. That's how uh, uh, that's how Cleveland wants to play, and they played really well in that sense. Uh, meanwhile, Lamar Jackson playing like Lamar Jackson. He had only 11 passes completed, but he ran for 124 yards and two scores, so that really kept Baltimore in it uh, with his legs. The big talking point, though, with a final fourth down, and, and Lamar Jackson's out because of some cramps. And Tracy McSorley goes down. Lamar emerged from the locker room like Lazarus from the tomb and replaced the injured McSorley to throw a 44-yard score to Marquise Brown. Justin Tucker winning the game on a 55-yard field goal. Uh, there was a last-place safety, too, but that's whatever. I mean, both teams should be proud. Unless I really, you were betting. Unless you were betting, yeah. Don't, I, I really apologize if you had, like, a three- a three bet line. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's rough. Jarvis Landry. The line, the, the line was three. And in some, some sports books I know took three and a half as well, which, oh my gosh, that would be so heartbreaking if you had took the Browns on that and that the last play safety killed you. That's why I hate sports betting sometimes. Yeah. You hate it and you love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, both teams should be proud. I think Browns showed again that they're for real. I know the Ravens aren't the same team, but they held in with them. Uh, and, and Baker Mayfield really played well. And, and Ravens are back. They showed that they can, they're can they not dead just yet and that they will be a team that, that will compete for the playoffs. And if they make it, will be a hard out. So I, I, I think that, you know, the Ravens still have some work to do. They're tied with the Dolphins for the last playoff spot. But they play the Jags, the Giants, and the Bengals. You know, they have three awful games. They're going to win out. They should win out. Uh, meanwhile, Browns are secure in the playoffs. They, you know, they... They're the top seed outside of division winners, and they have the Giants and Jets in their last three games. Uh, it would have been interesting to see what would happen to the Steelers if they had won. But yeah, what do you feel about the Browns-Ravens game? Well, I mean, let's just go ahead and say it right now. That cramp Lamar Jackson ha- had was a-, a massive dump. The guy had to take <laughs> shit. And, uh, I love that it was called a cramp. He comes back in. He, he, he makes, you know, incredible plays. It was, I mean, you said it. It was, it was the game of the year. Uh, and, and, and just a back-and-forth affair, neither team giving an inch. 
Baltimore needed some of that Lamar ma- magic, but that's why he's special. And, uh, you know, Cleveland's certainly going to be upset that they lost the game, but there's so many positives for them to take from this. They, you know, the Browns were in a high-profile game, and they actually showed up. Uh, and Kevin Stavansky, my coach of the year, he really is getting the absolute most from his offense, from each of those players. You, you mentioned how he uses Chubb and, and Hunt. I mean, Kareem Hunt had the game tie and reception. Uh, so, like, the, the ability to do that was was really impressive. And uh, I said a few weeks ago, I, I thought the Ravens would take out the, the Dolphins uh, for that last playoff spot. And I, I thought the Vikings would take out the Cardinals for the last playoff spot in the NFC. And I, I still hold that true. Um, but, yeah, tremendous game. And, and I think a great game for both. Like, it was it was nice to see Cleveland get to enjoy a big game like that. Like, like I said, I'm sure they're disappointed. You always want to win that game. But it, it was uh, that's a that's a big moment for for a franchise that has struggled for so long. Right. It, it's just a testament to how far they've come. It just really it is. is. And, and I I'm ha- I'm happy for them. Jan, before we move on, I do have to uh, update the record. You had uh, your best week of the year so far. You went six and two this week. Which hey. makes you now now you are thirty three and thirty four. You're almost almost out of the hole. Uh, and I went to a very mediocre four and four. Uh, so I'm 38 and 29. So a decent week overall for us still. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take almost 500. That means I'm the Patriots. I'll take almost 500. I'll do it. I'll do it. There you You'd go. You'd be winning the NFC East right now. I would be winning with a game to go. I would be. No, but, uh, you know, it's always fun to pick picks and it, it will get harder and harder as we move forward. I'm excited for playoff picks. That's really going to kick us in the keister a little bit. Um, but uh, we'll just see what happens. But that is it for the NFL talk. Uh, it's been good uh, and and excited to kind of get into the weekend as we pick a really crucial week 15, uh, but that'll be later this week. Uh, a little bit of an update. Liverpool playing Tottenham right now, tied 1-1. Uh, it's going to be a big game, so we'll talk about that coming up. And uh, Bayern Munich also tied 1-1, just, uh, just to throw that in there as well. All right, we have reached... Sun Huang Min, the most underrated soccer player in the world. Yeah, on, on, always, for, forever and ever. Easily. I mean, just easily. Yeah. I, yeah. I just can't believe we, he's still, you know, it's like one of those, play, it's like Karim Benzema. It's like he's been good for so long. How can he still be underrated? It's just, it, it's ridiculous. The, third. It, it really, the guy's it, incredible. It yeah, it is. It always is. Um, but yeah, Matt, we have reached that time of the podcast, if you would. Cool down. Thank you. I'm going to be putting some sound effects in, but that was not one that I could replace. All right. Uh, This is our 30th episode, for those of you that didn't know. Uh, So I had Matt, uh, the the, the prompt was, give me a fun fact involving the number 30. Well, I I have two, so uh, I'll let you go first. I was going to pick up like a, you know, historical one, like the nerd that I am, but I I just picked like two fun ones. So I want to hear yours first, just in case there's an overlaying and then like, you know, I don't steal yours and also have another one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be lame. All right. So, uh, yeah, let, let, let me go that would be lame. All right. Let me go first here. Then, uh, one of the best albums of all time, the white album by the Beatles has exactly 30 tracks in it. One of the most iconic albums by one of the most iconic bands includes songs like Back in the USSR, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Blackbird, Helter Skelter, Dear Prudence, and Obla oh, Dee, Obla oh, Da. Uh, so that is my 30 fact. The White Album by the Beatles has exactly 30 tracks in it. 
Great album. Great album. Great band. Great, great. All great. All right. Uh, my my two are, the first one is the minimum age uh, you can be to be a U.S. senator is 30, which I didn't know that. I knew I knew U.S. president was 35, but I, I don't think I knew that the uh, U.S. senator had a, a minimum age, uh, but it, they do, and it's 30. And also, the funner one, 30 in Roman numerals is XXX. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it was too fun not to. Like, I saw that one. And I was like, it's so simple, but it's so like stupid and funny to me that I have to. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, it is Christmas season, and we're continuing with the Christmas questions to end off episodes. So, Matthew, since I went first, you'll have you go first for this one. What is your favorite Christmas treat? And maybe you give me a savory and a sweet. Well, I just picked one because there's it's an easy one for me. It's it's my mom's Chex Mix. We actually made a, a massive batch of it yesterday. The main ingredients are like just Chex cereal, M and M's, and peanuts. That's that's the only that's a, the few amount of uh, information I can digress because my mom protects her recipe pretty uh, pretty tightly. But it's seriously the most addicting stuff. And like as soon as like, I posted a picture of me making it yesterday. And as soon as I do that, all our family and friends start messaging me and are like, hey, when can I come get some Chex Mix? So my mom's Chex Mix is my best. I will send some to you, Jan. I, I'll get a bag to you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I I, I, I look forward. I was about to ask, when I, when can I get some Chex Mix? Yeah. Dude, go. I got you covered. I got yes. you covered. I love that. Well, my favorite sweet item for Christmas um, I don't know if you know what speculus is, but it's it's it's, it's a type of uh, cookie, and it's uh, it's like a spiced cookie, kind of like a cinnamon spice cookie. Um, not like a gingerbread, but but a- along this along the same lines, uh, speculus. And in Germany, there's these speculatius cookies uh, that we have, um, which are like with almonds, and they're just these delicious uh, snap cookies that are always in the shape of Saint Nick. So that's kind of uh, a Christmas treat that I love to have with my dad, especially. Uh, and then savory Christmas dinner is always steak and a lobster tail at, at the Encarnacao household. Uh, but the main nice. but yeah, steak and a lobster tail. But I'll, I'll give a side dish, which is severely underrated. Carrots glazed with brown sugar. It's delicious. It's like it bomb. It's just such a good it's just such a good um, kind of dichotomy with the steak and the lobster. It's like so much surf and turf and then a little bit of sweet. It's just really, really good. So uh excited to be going home next week uh hopefully dad if you're listening that was the hint uh give it you right there <laughs> that was a hit give it you right there uh i know my parents eat too healthy now i don't think i'll be getting that but we'll see we'll see um uh it's good all around all right and as always we're gonna end the episode with some quick fire questions matthew get on the seat it is hot and we are ready to go bring it on here we go. All right. Assuming Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Tennessee finish as the top four AFC seeds, rank them where they'll end. Reminder, KC is 12 and 1, Pittsburgh is 11 and 2, Buffalo is 10 and 3, and Tennessee is 9 and 4. Three games left. I'm going to go KC 1. I think the Bills are going to get two. And, and now that they have the tiebreaker, I think the Steelers will drop one more game. Uh, and so the Steelers 3, Titans 4. There you go. Buffalo overtaking Pittsburgh. Love that call. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. It's too much to expect the Titans to overdo that. But like, I, I think that Buffalo definitely will. All right. Giannis signing the Supermax contract with Milwaukee, you know, saying that he's going to stay there. But the question remains, will he stay there forever? So will Giannis be a forever buck? 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. I there you go. So. Yeah. There you go. He's gonna have well, another supermax in like five years. I think. I think he likes Milwaukee. He'll get paid his shit ton again. So yeah. There you go. Um, Milwaukee, be excited. You got the best player in the league for 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 the rest of the rest of his career. All right, and finally. The Ballon d'Or, or now it's called Fiat of a Best Player, but we know what it's called. It's the Ballon d'Or. The finalists have been revealed. It's two of the classics. It's Messi, Ronaldo, and then it's my boy, Robert Lewandowski. Who will win the Ballon d'Or? Well, I think it's BS. I think Kevin De Bruyne should be in the final three. Uh, I think I would probably have him replace probably Messi. Um, but, uh, but Lewandowski. Lewandowski absolutely deserves it. And I think the Blonde or like they, I think they do a good job of Blonde or giving it to someone whose team has had a lot of success. And there's not a team in the world that has had as much success soccer wise as Bayern in the last year. So Robert Lewandowski, I hope he, I mean, he should win it. Thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. That's why it was the last question. Thank you for giving me the right answer. And with that, you can jump off the hot seat. Uh, that was for me. Uh, but yeah, we've reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Episode 30. We're happy to make this much strides and we will go into the new year continuing to bring you the news. But for now, stay safe, wear a mask. If you're in New York, there's a huge winter storm. So, you know, stock up and stay inside uh, and uh, have a lovely day. Matt, you got anything to add? Go Hawks. Cheers, y'all.